Hello and welcome to the Home Business Podcast. My name's Phil. Joining me as usual, I've got Rohan. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. And joining me today, a fellow Aussie. Always like when there's an Aussie with me. It's Luke. Hey, Luke. How are you doing? Good, man. Good, man. Good to be here. This episode is sponsored by Home Assistant Cloud by Nabucasa. Easily access your local Home Assistant instance remotely for a small monthly fee that supports the Home Assistant project. Configuration is done by the user interface, so there's no fiddling with any router settings, SSL certificates, or any YAML. Look, I guess let's get straight on into it, and let's basically start from the beginning is, and, and how you started using Home Assistant. Really, it's, it's just kind of, I started seeing some of these smart things coming up and having dealt with other bigger automation systems. It's beginning coming into the realms of the home user now. Something you just go down the local DIY store and pick up. So I started playing around with it. Um, initially, um, I had a look at OpenHab to start with because um, it had a Windows um, mobile client, and I've been a staunch Windows mobile supporter, possibly, possibly about the only one on the wow. face of the planet. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and, and have been for like eleven years or so. So, but wow. um, but it had a native client on there, um, and I switched to Home Assistant um, after not being able to get a simple switch up and running in it for about a week. So. But uh, yeah, dipping my toes into the world of Sonoff and Tasmoda and, and and those things, and it, I just, just couldn't get it to work. And along came Home Assistant. I doing some nice. more more Google again. It's like yeah, and haven't looked back since really. But um, yeah, we did from professionally. I've been dealt with seeing like the AMX, the Crestrons, um, and all those kind of big big players, and um, dealing with one of my when I started out doing uh, audio visual. Um, stuff including um, uh, video conferencing uh, mm-hmm. for one of a major um, resources player in Australia and the world. That um, you know, this is like, oh, I wonder, wonder what this is all about. And it was all kind of a little bit too complicated, really, to 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 fit into the day job with people going, "This is broken, that's broken." But uh, sure, now it's uh, well, yeah, roster has changed, being uh, fly and fly out. I get to. Um, work for eight days at 12 hours a day and then come home for six. So it uh, it's, uh, works perfectly for trying to get some of these projects started and finished. Mainly still just started. You know? <laughs> still got so many things on my workbench. Yeah. But, yeah, that's obviously uh, very interesting, I guess. Uh, it, being a fly-in, fly-out worker, do you have, uh, like, do you use like home assistant to remotely monitor the house being away for that time? Oh yeah, there is uh, certainly a degree of that. Um, it's one of those things that um, is quite nice just to almost have a, still have a bit of a presence there. I mean, I, I talk to my other half every, uh, every night um, a couple of times um, and sometimes she, she can be at work and um, I'll be mm-hmm. back, in my, back in my room at camp and I know she's heading back. So I'll just go and turn the lights on or, uh, right. do something like that so it's just it's just not something nice to do i haven't starting to get into the that that um zoned automation um thing with the uh android app being so much better than it, than it has been for quite some yeah. time now and that, that sort of tracking but um certainly the um my cctv that's that's quite a that's quite a good one i have, have had remote access to that to, for quite some time we've had some issues in the area around us, um, especially one time when I was away at Christmas and uh, a bit of a party on one of our neighbours got a bit out of hand and um, it was quite 
it's it was quite satisfying just to see the police turn up and the police dogs and the police van turn up outside the house just to just so I know that no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, the family's safe not good for really for uh, the rest of the stuff that was going on but uh mm. you know uh with uh the our stepdaughter was living with us at the time um and you know, jane was back um here on her own as well so it was uh, it was just nice to have like a bit of visibility in talking to them on the phone, just making sure they're okay all the time. So that remote access yeah. and automation, yeah. that was just pre, pre-automation, but certainly monitoring how the solar's doing, what's uh, what's going on in the house is really, uh, really handy. Be able to turn the AC on and off, um, you know, see if doors have been left open, um, those kind of things. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just a bit of peace of mind, really. If somebody's going to get in, they're going to get in. You know, and do whatever they're going to do. But um, you know, it's it's nice just to be able to you know see and or hear what's <laughs> see or hear what's going on. Yeah, so, it's always good to know at least at least you have that peace of mind of listen. If something happens, you know, mm. you can just at least call call the police or call yeah, the ambulance yeah. or fire or whoever, right? Yeah. So, well, certainly um, uh, for for here, fire is a, a big thing. Um, yeah, we. We were up at, up at work, so um, a thousand miles away, f- uh, fifteen hundred k's away, up north of the state, and um, the recent big bushfire over here was started maybe about a kilometre away from uh, one of my friends, and he was he was there um, remotely accessing his open sprinkler um, session, making sure all the area around the house was wetted down to stop uh, embers and. That's awesome. Things like that starting off a bushfire. So interesting. Um, yeah. So there's things like that which just really kind of pay off. I mean, whether it has any any uh, bearing on your insurance premiums, I don't know. Living out in the hills <laughs> where he does, um, sure. On, on an acreage, but um, certainly um, it, it's it's a feature probably over, overlooked. But um, you know, just be able to just dampen everything down to stop that ember, um, sort of spark points. Um, especially because yeah. it just took off that last one it just took off yeah so. it's which is again even i mean forget your insurance premium it's also about your own safety right mm. it's mm. uh well the, yeah you, yeah the, the the national uh one of the national broadcasters here they've, they've got all the alerts and things going out across their radios and uh, we've got some very good employees that will allow us to get back and do yeah. what we need to do what we need to do if, if we need to get out there but uh, everybody's fairly well across it um you know, in in the areas, and we've got a good bunch of neighbours um, as well that would that would assist getting out, or you know, don't, sure. like, like, like say it's like just safety. Just if you need to, just go. Yeah. Uh, so, wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it like I said, it's, it's it was just amazing at the time just to be able to see what he was actually seeing. He was talking to his wife on the phone, making sure the kids were her and the kids were all right. And, make sure right. the house is going to be okay listening to the uh, radio chatter from the uh, um water bombers and hell attacks and and, <laughs> and, the, and the fireys fighting the fires and it was just incredible what you can actually get what is published out there yeah uh, yeah it's, it's 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 really good it's it's like i said it's getting so available now it's um and i grew up playing with lego and it's like electronic lego now you can just buy one big you can snap <laughs> yeah it yeah yeah that's so you it. snap this together you download something you install it you you know stick it on a card bang it in the raspberry pi or what, whatever bit of kit you're going to be using to to run and your, every run year your... there's a new piece that comes out that adds this extra new functionality and you're like i need that new I need... piece. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's right a couple of thousand dollars later 
Yeah. Oh, oh, it, it can be an absolute money pit. It can be absolute <laughs> money pit. Maybe Tom Hanks should remake that film with uh, the new updated version. But uh, I think we right. just have a select audience. <laughs> I know. I know. So I guess where so you've got your your home and you know, so obviously your fly in fly out. Mm-hmm. Where have you what what when you started with your your home automation journey? What was your where did you want to start off with? Did you sort of concentrate on security, like cameras, or did you want to do automations first? Like, how did you like, how did you start down the rabbit hole? I guess. Um, really, I think it's probably um, just starting simple. Let's get some lights turning on and off. Let's um, right. think. Okay, well, we've got a Google Home, right? Let's try and tie those together so we can just use voice control, turn it on and off. Uh, the benefit of having the Google ecosystem. Um, is that we've got the Android phones, so it's you join up one and you've already got it on the on your phone mm-hmm. ready to go. So you're in the car, you can be driving along, turn this off, turn this turn this on, um, however you want to do it. So it was just really starting simple and see where it went to from then. I mean, not really investing heavily in it. You know, I've got the Sonoff products, probably not the wisest for insurance purposes, as uh, <laughs> but um, you know they've been absolutely rock solid for the for, for the most part. Um, and just really, just really those things. Just um, you know, get it. Make sure the wife approval factor is. You, you get those small things right, and it can just like you can just get carry on from there and get slightly more complicated. From from that point, I've probably got around about one ninety devices in the house now. Sort of all almost exclusively ESP units around, but um, mm-hmm. rather there isn't really that much smarts behind it, so. There are still light switches on the wall, which um, are just signalling. Now they're not switching to 40 volts; um, they're just switching onto a, a, a pin header on the Sonoff devices. So um, you do have that that control bit and maintains the light switch on the wall for anybody who doesn't want to interact with the, uh, uh, the yeah, home assistant yeah. system or has right. access to it. So it's it's trying to keep that thing that yes and the, i know that um on the show quite a lot of times you have people talking about guest modes and things like that but hmm. this way you don't have to have a guest mode and for people like parents and things that, that, that come over when they can come over next um from the uk or wherever they are that you know they they used to flicking a light switch on the wall so they can hmm. just carry on and, and, and do that yeah. but we just have the additional benefits now of being able to see what's going on see what's left on have away scenes and things like that 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 drive that makes it look like your home those kind of passive security things um are really quite nice to have yeah are you using any like motion sensors for lights to automate them or is it literally like people have to walk around and press switches for the lights to come on uh no not really I've, i've got two pirs one is used for switching lights um, I've got a Sonoff which powers that on and off, and then subsequently the lights which only comes on for this a like a uh, dust till dawn kind of setup because it's in a one of the inner hallways. It doesn't really get any that much external light, so that just switches right. those. And I've got um, a PIR in one of our little uh, in our ensuite um, bathroom that uh, will just turn the extractor fan on and off, but nothing really driving. Uh, drive-in lights as, as such at the moment. The external stuff will probably come because um, I've got the cameras there. I'll try and pull some of that footage into um, into something. Um, uh, was it the deep stack? I think they were talking mm-hmm. about. Was it? Yeah, uh, and have a look at to have some smarts. And now I've got the processing power um, that uh, runs the home assistant and a bunch of other things. Um, 
to be able to process that on a single machine. So um, that should be uh, that that probably be my next thing, rather than having additional sensors. And you've got to either try and tie them into power or solar power, and then change the batteries from from time yeah. to time. So yeah, um, I've I've heard um, other people talking about. Um, yeah, having sensors around, but I'm thinking I'll, I'll, I'll keep with, I'll, I'll try and keep keep things simple and just add nice little functions. I'm probably more concentrating on the on the media side of things at the moment, so that's mm-hmm. uh, that's probably one of the big big things that I'm really kind of looking look for now. Just making that nice and easy to be completely um, uh, platform agnostic as to how you go and control it. Really, yeah. So, but that's that that's the one addition that's working really well is my media stuff. Nice. And, and you said you mostly use a lot of the native things, right? Cause I know, I know you mentioned you do a lot of, uh, Crestron and stuff in your, mm. in your mm. professional life. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're not, you're not doing any of those. You're just sticking to, you know, standard integrations, that kind of thing. Yeah, very much so. I think, um, yeah. well, we've only got about four or so integrations in there. Um, not that many plugins, just the you know, regular MQTT, Spotify, um, Grafana and Influx. I think that's about. Oh, I've got some ESP Home. I think that's about it. Right. Is there not not even a dozen add-ins really that that, that I've got added in there? To, but uh, it's making sure I can then use those things well. Not I say not overcomplicate the pot yeah. to start with, because the more complicated you get, you get, the harder it is to fix when it goes wrong. Because we all know it's going to get wrong at some point. Sure, sure. <laughs> guaranteed. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are you trying to control, like, media-wise around the house? Um, well, what I've got is, um, so the Crestron Media Switcher and a very, very small um, control unit. But uh, what I'm able to do just with Telnet is actually have my Apple TV, um, the CCTV, um, a Freeview DVR box, um, mm-hmm. and the home assistant server itself plugged into that and then i can send that out to anyone independently any one of the five screens i've actually got around the house so there's one in the guest room master bedroom theater lounge and the gym um, area as well so you can have different music playing in each room you can have um tv going to different either coming off the apple tv or the blu-ray player um, so you can just have independent media going elsewhere. And we have had um, parties here and things like that. Just had the music going through the couple of sort of semi theater systems. Well, one of the theater systems and one of the lounge system as well. Just the, the same mm-hmm. music coming out, so you can yeah. maintain the quality. But you can you just got all the control right there. So the Apple TV is controllable via HDMI CC. The um, Blu-ray player is controllable through HDMI CC. The TVs. Same thing, all C, all C, C powering on and off and controlling volumes and things like that. And that's where the a little bit of complication comes in through the Crestron side of things, um, right? But it, but it's all very basic, very cheap um, stuff. Now you can pick up some switches for $150 online. Um, control system that includes a control system. Well, I've got is a little bit more advanced, but you know, the, the same rules apply to apply to that. and even then, it's a very, very small program. I've got it's only when you get into the specifics of the HDMI control, it's you need some little bit of Crestron knowledge, but um, otherwise, yeah, it's it's uh, just just telling it, just send a telling it 
command to it. And, and so Homus isn't he sort of like bridging the gap between exactly, those two? Exactly. Yeah, yeah that gives awesome. that gives you the yeah. uh, gives you the agnostic platform agnostic database uh, database interface through, from the phone, be that my Android or Apple or the iPad or the PC. Yep. You do you change it in one place, and it's the same across all platforms. Um, which is just an absolute godsend. It's like some like the holy grails, really, of um, interface design. So like you design it once, and it's the same across every across everything. Yeah, um, which is just an absolute godsend. With, with the um, when we started off, it just had the old states mm. uh, yep. interface. And, yeah, 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 and uh, that was I was thinking that was the absolute bee's knees. But um, now now I'm sort of getting into tweaking this this lovely <laughs> stuff and making. I was like, oh, I could change that icon for this and. You know what's the, what's the MDI command for this one? It's like, can I can I can I have my little um, sort of update for where I am, having been a little mine symbol or a little dump truck or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, all those, all those little, little things. Like, oh, wouldn't that be cool if? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just been um, just been just take little chunks, little chunks, and baby steps. You find something that you do small, find something that works, and then. You can just cut and paste and sure. make, make that more. I mean, yeah. So now I've got ninety devices on a on their own dedicated Wi-Fi networks do, do, doing yeah. that thing, and it's just and it just I've I've got a I've got to redesign my IP schema. <laughs> I'm running out of addresses, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not much that so, could be said for a home setup. Yeah, sure. What is this like media device that? people are using is like a portable tablet or something that you just have to control the media in the house or like what i've never heard of this oh um the what like how you uh, how you control all like so i've got my interface edge a set of buttons but each one of those um also through home assistant itself yeah Yeah. that then um there's a specific interface I've written with the question which just receives home system just sends literally just a string of text. The yep, question right. interprets that and then sends out the correct CEC um, uh-huh, right. um, command to whatever device you're trying to control, be the, the Apple TV okay. or the Sony TVs. Um, I've tried to standardize as much as possible with Sony TVs because that's what I've used so much at work. And they've been so reliable here. Um, yeah. A few years back, we were struck by lightning and both Sony TVs just had a different fault um, and they just went away for repair, came back in, they have not put a foot wrong. So, you know, mm. it's, it's got to be something to be said for some of that hardware. I think that wow. uh, it can survive lightning strikes and pretty much <laughs> and away you go. So, um, and, uh, and, and I'm fortunate in where I, where I work that I can actually see a lot of high-end gear and see how it performs, especially up in... Uh, where we work in the middle of practically the middle of the desert i mean mm. summer summer will hit mid 40 degrees c and this stuff just keeps on keeps on trucking so you know it's if that's not uh grounds for buying some of the same gear from the same manufacturers then i don't know what is really <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool yeah so and i know you mentioned for the most part you use uh home assistant to interface with a lot of the stuff do you use mm. any other like uh, do you use any voice? Do you have any tablets spread out through your house or something like that? Or yeah, my, I, I bring my um, I've got my iPad, but I do have um, other tablets, um, and I'm slowly working through what's the best way to get them on their little um, Windows-based tablets, at all in, Intel Atom um, things, 10-inch yep. tablets, uh, nice and thin little Lenovo jobs, um, and 
they are on their own are pretty good. The issue I'm coming up with at the moment is that um, if I leave the browser on too long, the interface just freezes. Hmm. And I think that's because I've only really got the one interface to the system. I've got a few different pages, but um, what I need to do is really kind of thin down and make um, yeah have one device for one room and it receives one page and that's it because it's getting all the other yeah. updates from all the other um, graphs yeah. and and bits and pieces <laughs> like that and I think it's just hanging up, hanging out the browser it just, this, it's, it's, this yeah it's this sounds like the most Windows problem like oh, <laughs> you um, left it too long I'm gonna I'm gonna hang <laughs> <laughs> very much so very much so it's either that or I just need to know everything that's going on that like control freak yeah. and then it's freaking this machine out I'm not sure but um I, I think that's what it is but uh that, that's um something I'm working through at the moment I'm trying various different I've tried um Android x86 project but that doesn't really sit nicely when you're trying to take this thing on and off a dock the the, mm-hmm. the the i've got some docks for them so they will sit under the tv and charge and then you can pull them off and just sit on your side of the room and just have it right next to you um like a traditional remote control would be but you've got the full range sure. of control for, for, for the over the house so that's why I'm, I'm i'm that's the kind of overall design but how i actually achieve that right now is the two solution i've tried tried haven't really worked that well i've got um, umpteen flavors of linux to to try now and um various other kiosk options so that's yeah. uh, that's next yeah. but uh you know I've, I've got um i've got at least five to have to do to have to do for different rooms and maybe one for just just general for general for the house but um for the vast majority of the time we're just using our phones um, um and it comes up it, and it just works perfectly well just through the uh, android app and then you've got like full control of your house through the mm-hmm. Lovelace UI and yep. away you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just making it one yeah. point one point of contact for it. That's that that's the that's the plan. Yep. Very cool. It's it, it's funny because I don't know why when when you said you work with like AMX, Crestron, all that stuff, mm. I, I just for whatever reason I just assumed you made like your own UI and like like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's you, know, you got you got to work with that now, right? But, yeah, before I got uh, Home Assistant, make it all look a lot prettier. I had to make it pretty myself. Um, yeah, I, I had some yeah. Crestron panels, but um, the batteries kept dying in them. They were given to me as um, part of a, a, a training thing I was uh, I was doing. Sure, um, that that worked well. I mean, that probably ran my theater room for the best part of a couple of years. Okay, but. Um, yeah, designing that interface was like it was just another leap, and that's still being good stead for making it more simple now. But uh, you know, having but that was very specific hardware with specific interfaces with specific interface options um, mm. and UI delivery. Whereas now, like I said, you just got you could pick any device, any even. I've got some old tablet, old Android tablets. I'm going to reuse and stick on a wall somewhere, or yeah, um, try and try and end smart in one way or another. Um, I've got I've got boxes and boxes of gear. I need to I need to integrate into the house somehow or get rid of it. It's, <laughs> yeah, you know. don't we all? <sighs> well, I I I think you know it, it it makes sense too, right? Like with with this kind of a setup, it's it's a lot more mm. flexible. It's a lot more like kind of kind of it's, it's not static, right? At home, absolutely. Exactly. It's, it's always exactly. changing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's that's a really really great thing I found with the Nebuchadnezzar integration as well. It just makes that remote access so much, so much more simple, and it's what yeah. uh, for was it seven seven dollars 
Australian a month. Yeah. Um, always changes because that bloody currency conversion. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's, it's like, being that right, okay, I'm good for another month now. I can see it come off the credit card. It's all good. <laughs> um, but when... Um, when I get the the call set, this isn't working or that's not working, it's like, okay, well, I can do this, I can do this, and I can just change change in the face if I need to or rewrite some code mm. with the... Yeah. And it's all driven straight, straight off that site with some of the uh, plug-in from the Home Assistant community store. The file editor is just, you know, just small but effective. It's so good. It's so good. And the support behind it yeah. as well is fantastic. I mean, if you just look at what's happened just recently with the the uh, security issues that they've had. I mean, if that was just, I mean, hats off to the guys that just jumped on that and get that, got that sorted, identified what the issues would let everybody know what was going on. He said, yep. this is what, this is what you need to do. Ideally, if you're using X, Y, X, Y, and Z, please go on and do that. And yeah, I got on and it got on there and did that straight away. So I mean, it's hats off to the developers and, and those guys who get that information out ASAP. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So how are you finding being an Aussie? And, you know, I always struggle. I always see, like, you know, Sonoff this, Sonoff that. How have you gone about installing Sonoff, and are you comfortable installing them in your home? Have you got the Australian-approved versions? Have you? I think there's only, like, because they're, you know, Chinese cheap stuff, so... Generally, only stuff you can put in a wall, you need an electrician out here to do it, you need to get a certificate of approval and all that. Or if you just, you know, given a packet of a six pack to someone and said, hey, can you uh, install this for me and look the other way? Uh, no, I've been up in my, in, in my loft space and, uh, and done that. But, you know, um, the, the, the safety culture at um, uh, where I work is like, make sure you test with dead, do this, do that, do that, yeah. then go and check it again. And make sure that, um, that yeah, it, it, it is a. I know there's, I know there's a risk there. Um, you do hear of, of things going, but um, the way I've got it set up in my loft space is they are secondarily boxed um, as well. Right. So, um, and when I've got, um, so I've got a lot of the Sonoff Basics and also the Sonoff Power and Power Two, so the power monitoring. Um, mm-hmm. bits and pieces so mm-hmm. most of the sockets at the back of the house are actually monitored and individually individually switchable nice um on the down feed to those sockets so i know it's not you know it's definitely not the code um if it all goes up in flames i could be in for a lot of trouble in for a you know uh, i am royally stuffed mm-hmm. um but it's it's something that you know it, it's that, that curiosity um how it works it's it's not I don't feel it's, if it's it's rocket science to do these things. You just got to mm. know that this stuff can kill you very very quickly, yeah. and yeah. yeah, there's not gonna it's 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 not it's not a good thing. So, but if you're, uh, I, I do find it um, strange after coming from the UK where you can do certain things. You can change faces. You can put in. Um, change some lights around. The the the, the rules are not nearly as, as strict. Yeah. Well, well, when I left the UK ten years ago and, and came here, but um, I've got some um, qualified Sparkies at work and uh, that I talk to as, as colleagues, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, that it's it. And one of them's just completed their apprenticeship and has just got their license, and it's a four year, uh, four year training, and you've got to do a certain amount of stuff 
um, of, of work in different sectors as well. Yep. So some of the home sectors mm-hmm. and industry, and it's it's, it's just seems absolutely yep. absolutely crazy. It's, it's I don't know what it's like over in the over in Canada and the and the US. And there's there's certain, but um, I don't know that. Um, You've got a Jonathan Oxer of uh, Superhouse, who's he's always talked mm-hmm. about the, um, the how strict and stringent the, the laws are here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's it's. I feel like it's it's pretty tight for the most part in in general too, right? Even for us, it's like technically everything needs to be certified and and mm. what have you, right? So, but. Yeah, it's and and the programs are difficult too, right? So mm, it's yeah. crazy when you're looking like you know on the home automation subreddits and and forums, and people are like, "Yeah, you need a neutral for this, and make sure we don't cross that wire with this." And you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, what are you doing? Like, you're gonna kill yourselves, guys! Oh, like, get yeah. someone in there." Yeah, it's definitely one of those things, especially with the electrical stuff. Like mm. when you're dealing with mains and stuff, it's like just if if you don't understand it, do not touch it. Yeah, oh, right? absolutely. You, you will set your house on fire and insurance isn't going to give you a penny because you did it to yourself. Like, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, a dis- general disclaimer, right? That I feel that it should be. Uh, uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's not, it's not talked about enough that it probably, but it probably should be. Oh right? this, yeah. This, all this stuff is, um, unless you're buying it from a grocery store and like say getting a, an electrician, a qualified electrician, mm-hmm. you're getting that paperwork at the end of the day. Um, and you've got it there in print with the sig- wet signature on it um, that um, yeah. you know you, you know you're going to be covered. This is the, for the vast majority of uh, things up and really up until fairly what the last couple of years or so when starting to see these approved devices coming on the market mm. that uh, yeah. it is has really been pretty much at your own risk. Um, and yeah, I, I, I fully under, fully understand that um, and just making sure that you know on double checking, triple checking things. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so run it. Just started running small. Got my head around it. Got exactly knew what I was actually doing with this with this kit. Running it up on a, on a workbench. Start with low voltage. Then you start progressing into the into the main side of things. But making sure you've got covers on things um, before yeah. you yeah. actually start powering up. Otherwise, yeah, you are going to yeah. be on the bad side of of things. Yeah, for sure. Make sure you ground everything. Oh, sure. yeah. Like, yeah, it's. Yeah. Hey everyone, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about the Eufy Video Lock. It's a smart lock that's really easy to set up with just a Phillips screwdriver and no extra drilling. It's got a keyless entry, so you don't need to worry about fumbling with the keys when your hands are full. Also, you don't need to worry about handing out extra keys when you're in a pinch, your kids losing them, or people copying the key and passing it around to each other. Something else I like about the Eufy Video Lock is that it has a camera built in and it works as a doorbell as well. Personally, I think the Eufy video lock is great for apartments or cottages where you can't necessarily add extra holes for a video doorbell. My favorite part about it though is that there isn't a monthly fee and your recordings are locally stored, so you don't have to worry about someone else owning your doorbell data. You can find it on Amazon, or if you want to know more, search Eufy video lock, that's E-U-F-Y video lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Well, it, I think that uh, I've been uh, I've been good so far. I've only fried two ESP devices, and that, that was just through. <laughs> that, that was the, and I only put 12 volts on it, but then anything above, what, 3.6, I think, on those, and it doesn't like it. So, yeah. One actually technically wasn't my fault when I was looking at my burglar alarm. Um, 
the head, the the labels on the board were actually wrong, and it said ground, and it was actually twelve volts. So, so I can. Oh, so, on the board it was yeah, it's, misprinted. It's, la- it's labeled incorrectly. Yeah. Oops! Wow, yeah. that's a yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. That's a big boo boo uh, right there. <laughs> so this light's not coming on. What's that crackling noise? Oh wow! There's the smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, that, nothing like that smell of burning electrical plastic to wake you uh, up. Right? It, it, and it doesn't go away quickly as well as much as how many mm-hmm. doors or windows you open. It yeah. just <laughs> it lingers really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I think I think most, if not all, of us that have, that have ventured into this have have at some point done. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. So from, from, from a smart home perspective, like yeah. what other, what other components and stuff do you use? I know you mentioned some of your media stuff, uh, you got motion sensors, what else, what else? I'm actually curious as to, cause I know you mentioned you kind of do your own whole home audio. What do you, what do you use for that kind of stuff? Just, um, there's, um, a couple of things. So the, in the theater room, it's basically, um, an IR, um, little sender that goes from the, um, media receiver behind the TV. Mm-hmm that's the other end of the crushed on side of things. And that just controls the uh, amplifier. Um, the interesting thing there is I had to go a, a quite a convoluted route to be able to get that control. Um, I had an old um, uh, Logitech uh, Harmony remote. So mm, I, had the, right. I had to program the codes into that and then learn those into a ESP-based infrared blaster um, yep. capture that code get that into home assistant and um there uh, and then i can actually send that code from home assistant to crash on for it to pop out the other end to control the uh, control control the amplifier um sounds sound simple oh it's <laughs> it it actually it looks simple it's because it's nice and tidy in a way you oh, just go, okay send her a box then yeah but yeah. yeah the background behind it is, is kind of like that swan on the water it's all graceful on the surface but underneath the surface of little legs and all the code is just going like the absolute yeah, crappers yeah, yeah. underneath <laughs> so it's all, all graceful on the surface and i mean that's that's all people want to see half the time it's all nice and pretty yeah. on the top um mm-hmm. the um audio otherwise is um through the google homes so a couple of couple of different groups um okay. so last night i had a couple of the the, the standard google homes out in our uh, back patio just streaming spotify that's that's nice. really handy but we've got the couple of those uh, battery bases for them so you oh, just unplug sweet. them from the mains and you just can come take them out as nice little Groups, cool. group speakers. Um, they're also good for when you, if if we ever have like power outages and things like that, that you've still got everything powered. There's a UPS backup on all the um, all my network gear, all the Wi-Fi. So yeah, you know, it's one of those things where when when you want to watch a movie and it's buffering or whatever, you want to download something, you pray for a power cut because we're pretty much going to be the only ones on the entire optical <laughs> network here. So we're going to get band- yeah. bandwidth like there's no tomorrow. Um, that's interesting I've, actually on that if you are you using mbn like no your internet? It's, no it's a local lbn provider so um when this estate was built they laid in fiber optic to every property that was on this estate yep. um yep. which also bundled in either uh foxtails or satellite tv you could get that through yep. the optic or you, you get your standard uh free digital tv offering ah, um right. There's also, there was also the copper line that was actually put on the every property as well. So you did have a choice. You could either go copper to the property in the traditional ADSL, ADSL2, 
Um, yeah, right. Or you had this um, optical network, which at the time when we moved in, it was not very good. Um, it disappeared into the central hub, and then it was a radio backlink back to the city from there. But they've that subsequently upgraded. So um, and um, when so when we got when we got struck by lightning, we actually found that the uh, there was some arcing that went across some of the um, copper pair we were actually using on the ADSL at the time. So it was like, right, I'm switching back to optical. So yeah, we, we did that. And right. um, the they had subsequently then opened up the fiber network to different providers to be able to provide service. So we weren't stuck with the original provider for this for this network, um, yep. which has been, I mean, we have got 100 megabit. I've never seen it dip below 75 and 100 megabit down, 40 up. Um, that's pretty good. Unlimited, unlimited data. So, um, and that's that's been absolutely solid, static IP uh, for free. That's awesome. Um, it's been a really good package. We have absolutely no issues of um, not going to go anywhere else. Um, yeah. You know, the, I think they've still got Australian um, help support, but we've never needed it. It's been that reliable. Yeah, um, we've been on them with them for maybe five or six years now. Yeah, that's so, cool. So, yeah, I know, it's... like a lot of uh, depending on the type of MBN you've got, and this is obviously an Australian tangent thing. Mm. Um, they have uh, like if there's a power outage, like that's it. You don't get like they say the MBN will not work in a power outage. Like mm. good luck. You need a mobile yeah. phone. Yeah. If you need to call triple zero in an emergency, right? Yep. And yep. there's no yep. power. Yep. So it's interesting that, you know, if you're the only one in the street with power, yeah, you're, you're still going to be fine, right? Like, oh, got... it's, it, yeah, it's, it's just works, just works really well. I'm not quite sure how long it will stay up for the other end for, but we've got at least a yeah. three, three hours on the UPS here. So, that, that so how good. many UPS yeah. are you running? Like, just one, like, if you've got, you know, just one in one room for, like, you know, the router and all that over here and uh, maybe. I've got a uh, full height cabinet in my in my garage, so oh, yeah. with, all, with all the gear in, um, and it's just one unit um, running as much PoE as possible. Um, mm-hmm. yep. IP CCTV cameras running off of PoE, and uh, nice. yeah. NVR, um, Cisco hardware for the main switching and the um, and the Wi-Fi points because the, the old Wi-Fi yeah. points they are they do a sterling job, and I can pick them up for like thirty dollars delivered. Uh, yep. so, they're so cheap. Um, and reliable as well. So just put them in, stick them up in the lot in the roof space, and they yep. work just works perfectly, and everything just stays on. So um, I do I do separate off some stuff. So you know, if I want yeah. to, um, if if I want to continue watching um, the um, the Apple T- TV or whatever, then yes, I have to start to run the generator up. So I've got a different different power mm-hmm. outlets that just run from that in the house. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, re- really, otherwise, it's like, okay, cool, I uh, can't, wa- can't watch it on Netflix. All right, let's run up a laptop. The laptops will run for a good few hours. That'll let me finish my yep. movie or whatever yeah. or binge, finish binge-watching a series. So. Nice. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome, yeah. So I like that, the- you know, automatic redundancy factor, though, right? Like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> it just works, right? Yeah. 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 Have you have you guys considered a whole home UPS? Because it sounds like a, this sounds mm. like a common problem, right? It's uh, like in a sense that even either like a Tesla Power Wall or, yeah. or even even just a straight up, mm. um, you know, kind of auto switching generator kind of thing, right? That which that that from what I understand can be extremely expensive, but 
even like even the power walls are expensive, but even in general, like is that yeah. is that something considered or is that I'm I'm seeing more of them come through. Um you know, it's you, you've got various I think they've just changed in pricing on uh, the mm-hmm. LG one, I think, um the local um power company here. We're pretty much yeah. tied. pretty much tied into one energy company over this and one gas company, and sure, it's, it's kind of limited, limited in your in your shopping. But um, the this don't come down to a, I would say, more reasonable price. But um, yeah, you know whether the the, the longevity of them um, is, you know, would it be able to run all only to overnight and then charge up fully during the day? Because I've got a um, uh, what is it? Five kilowatt solar on the roof, three phase solar on the roof. So it's, oh, okay. it, it's yeah. So I've got so I've got that. So pretty much cost me nothing to run the house in the day. Um, mm. No, then but then I see energy meters start creeping up <laughs> as, as the sun goes down. So yeah, <laughs> um, it would be nice to mitigate some of that. But uh, at the moment, it's really kind of do I really want to spend another twelve to fifteen plus thousand dollars on a yeah. on a system and i think as well i mean you've got the big tesla system in south australia which uh mm-hmm. which is um really helping them out if they had a big blackout you know, a few years back um yeah. now but i think um, they've had a few days now where they've been completely renewable and exporting energy back to the rest of the country just recently yeah. i think that's 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 really started to come into its own now yeah, that's that's and for those who don't know what we're talking about, it's basically there's I remember there was some kind of challenge where mm-hmm. uh, Elon Musk kind of stepped up and said, you know what, I can do this better, but with batteries mm. uh, for cause, because there was constant blackouts uh, in or, or brownouts in uh, I don't remember what South part of Australia, Australia was. That? Yeah, South 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 Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah. 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 So, and then, so basically, they had like a blackout that lasted days or something. Like, like supermarkets had to throw away food. It was national emergency. And Mm. I remember the the federal government here at the time, you know, criticized the government saying, you know, you've got a crappy power grid. And then they sort of said, all right, that's it. You know, how do we fix it? Uh, Let's go solar and renewable. And the federal government was like, no, that's, you know, (laughs) going to be, you know, don't do it. It's going to be causing more issues and all that. And I think now they've sort of got egg on their face because Elon Musk, you know, I think there was a tweet um, that said, you know, 90 days or it's free, right? Like if I yeah. hold it within yeah. 90 days yeah. or it's free. And yeah. the government, sorry, I'm like, yep, okay, do it then. And I think now the, the they've actually had it. It's happened a few times where the South Australian power grid uh, which is powered by the Tesla infrastructure, has been able to kick in m- like milliseconds before, you know, the other states can kick in because it's got so much capacity and, you know, there's no having to spin up motors and having to spin up turbines mm. and all that mm-hmm. because it's just always on. Yeah. So I think, yeah, South Australia is really a, a very good test case for renewable energy. Yeah. 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 I mean, very much so. I mean, you've, you've got some of the other Nordic company uh, countries as well that are actually in that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're net exporters of renewable energy to the rest of Europe. Um, and yeah. it's like, come on, everybody, let's just let's step up the step up the game here. You know, you know, this other stuff is going to run out. We, we can't be running on dinosaur squeezings and things like that for. Uh, <laughs> You yeah, know, it, smush, right? smush, smush dinosaurs for this long. So you know, you know. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, that's one of the things I do look at as well. It's one of the things monitors is the solar, is it, and the power monitoring as well. The the one of the first projects I did here with the automation, 
was, okay, let's get all the sockets monitored. Let's find out where this quiescent like little wastage of wastage of power and things like that are. Um, yeah. Turn those off overnight. I've got a nice little good night group. I can hit the button and you can hear all these switches go click, 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 click all the way through the house. Um, and uh, <laughs> you suddenly, you know, I'm saving, you know, 30, 40 cents a day just overnight just on, on stuff just being turned off. And people going, yeah. how much how much power are you actually using? And so most of that is all the AV gear. So that gets turned mm. off overnight. Yeah, nobody's going to be watching. Power. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's surprising when you add it all up. It's a little bit here, a little bit there. You knock, knock that all on the head, and uh, and, and you, yeah, it's, it's good. And the, the next thing is going to be um, when my better half goes back to goes, is able to get back to work again. Is that you know when I'm away, she's away. Again, turn off all the stuff in the house, push mm. all that energy into the grid, get the feedback such as it is, get the payback yeah. on that, or you know get get um, smarter devices. So yeah, you can put the uh, dishwasher on you can put the washing machine on you can put the tomatoro on put it on the timer or just set it up ready to go and then the, the switch will kick in that will turn on and um you know that will just be running on solar so yeah fire off whatever you need when you mm, need it yeah yeah, yeah. And, and as well that um i've got um used some old led rgb strip um turned it into a little lamp so that just literally changes color at the moment but the plan is to if i know what i'm actually generating what I'm actually using, and then that can change color accordingly. So green, mm-hmm. plenty of solar. Yeah. Yellow, oh, you only got a bit left, or red. No, you'll be importing from the importing from the grid. So at a glance, you can just see what the yeah, you can tell is. what you're using. Yeah, especially yeah, on a cloudy cool. day, if you're using the dishwasher or something like that, then it's like, okay, yeah, I won't put a washing machine on yet. I'll wait until that's done, then I can put this put this other one on. Sure. So yeah, it's it's just kind of kind of visualizing stuff. You don't necessarily see but all the data is out there to be able to be collected but it's presenting in that in in that nice easy to yeah. you know at mm. a glance so i mean on that i mean talking about some of these routines and stuff what are what are a couple of your favorite like routines that you have going Ooh, um i mean they can be something just stupidly simple or you know the most complex thing whatever it just um, what works really I'm, really I'm, well. wor- I'm working on one at the moment um it's a it's a, a bindicator light um so okay. the, i think i saw it on one of the facebook groups and i commented on sorry i'm going to steal that name that's a brilliant one so um <laughs> that one is using a uh, little uh we must d1 with wled and the little yep. led shield on it um that that's one that's that's just about to kick off this week tied it into google uh, calendar on my account so it then reads you just put in which color bin you need to put out on the uh on tuesday, oh, yes, night, on tuesday night so yeah uh red green or uh red bin always but it's uh either green or yellow bin so that'll always yep. go out um right uh what else we got what else we got um being able to use things like the sun um, I, I find I find that so I, I just love that little integration of the sun and there. So you put in your latitude, longitude, and altitude, and you just have things clicking on and off yeah. as the sun goes down, or have offsets. Um, the I was forever changing the little light globe in the garage door opener, and it was so hard to find those those little globes for those things. It was a twenty four volt. Oh, pin, those annoying two, ones, right? Oh, yeah. they're, they're absolute pain in the backside to find. Um, and so I was like, okay, right, well, I'll go down to local, um, go down to Bunnings, 
know, the, the the big big box hardware store. Um, right. They've got the little Bluetooth uh, Bluetooth gateways now for the little sensors around the house. So I've got a whole bunch of uh, reed switches. So one of those is on the um, garage door. So when that opens, it home assistant knows it's open. Home assistant also knows when the sun's gone down. So when the garage door opens, the light comes or the main light comes on. In, right. So I don't ever have to change that or find that stupid little globe anymore. To, <laughs> <laughs> when it goes in. But that's that's probably the one that uh, I, I like the most because it's just it it removes a whole bunch of frustration of when it of when it goes because <laughs> yeah. you know even though it's a rubbish little light in that in that thing you miss it when it's gone and now you're going to have it's yeah. going to be it's going to be like a new sun rising when you open up that garage door at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that, that's probably that's probably my, my, my favourite one, really. Um, to, just for, just from I don't have to go trawling anywhere for these things. Or yeah, um, it, it's I don't have that many automations really at, at, at the moment. Um, it's really kind of collecting the data and making sure that um, and, and making sure that those work and those get set, settled in, and then I can start getting smart with it. It's primarily I've just got to get back to relearning programming now. Yeah, I've, I've done a whole bunch of programming stuff at university and which is too scary to long to think again, yeah, yeah. To think about now but um at work i've done a whole bunch of whole bunch of things we're looking to do various integrations using the same languages i've used in home assistant at work to tie in with weather services um lightning is a big one at this time of year up there um mm. certain things you, you just gotta either take shelter or prepare or you've got a whole range of different things to do uh, especially in mining as well, you've got patterns, blast patterns, which could be loaded. So you've just got to be you know, half a kilometre away from those when you've got the lightning coming. You can't be near radio towers and all, the, and all these kind of things. So uh, we've already got a notification system um, delivered from this company. But uh, what we're trying to also look at is how can we integrate that with digital signage um, and when the state changes from an all clear state to a approaching or lightning imminent state, how can we start putting like little banners, you know, the, mm. the little news tickers across um, the bottoms of the screens? So um, yep. they've got that. Keep everyone heads up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, things like cyclone alerts and things like that, because those are um, we haven't really had that much. This year, I don't, I don't think it was. We had something this year. We've had nothing in previous years, but um, you know that that's a, that's a serious thing as well for the for the whole operation. Um, mm -hmm. We've at our site, we've been flooded in before when we've had serious rains and things like that. So it's it's been a it's it's the availability information and being and learning the skills I have done through yeah. playing with Home Assistant and looking at JSON and and all those kind yeah. of more. more Online oriented information delivery has actually paid dividends in what I'm trying what I'm trying to do now. So we've got this whole ecosystem of hardware at work, which is out of the budget range of like your normal home user, being able to play with it, see what it does, you know, mm -hmm. how how good it is. But then bringing that back is bringing some of those learnings back to home to learn new skills, and then take those back to work again. So it's it's a nice little nice little um, sort of yeah, round robin like of things. Yeah. Cycle, right? Yeah, where you know, you've got the expensive stuff that you've you know picked your interest and in, you've got your stuff interested in the home, mm. and then mm. the stuff that you've learned at home you can now bring back to work, which you know on yeah. the other scale is probably free using some API that you know is just available out there already, and you can yeah, plug absolutely. that into you know yeah, it's, yeah. that's awesome. And, and it's so talking to um, a lot of developers at um, 
these other companies that are delivering these various different services is that they're just as interested in what we're trying to do, so which can add to their um, mm-hmm. sort of uh, yep. portfolio of th- things to integrate with as well. So um, it's a nice little sort of niche yep. th- thing that you can talk about with people who are d- just definitely passionate about it and that there's community for, for Home Assistant is you know just so passionate about what they actually – and so curious as well. And that's the thing. Yep, people, yep. people always want to try new things, and you know, it's 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 just a it's really refreshing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They've got the, the, the guys like um, online, like Doctor Z's. I think I wrote my little blurb to uh, when I was applying to come on the show that you know the very first post I put on the uh, Home Assistant um, community forum was responded to by. Mr. Justin Aiden, Dr. Z himself, <laughs> so to help him <laughs> reduce his ghost switchings on his light switches. So it's like, cool. You know, I'm, yeah. You know, so, and uh, I mean, going to chat to you guys now, it's kind of a bit of, I arrived early and make sure I wasn't late on this podcast. It's like, <laughs> You know, you, you don't you don't have to worry too much about that. I'm I'm usually the one that takes the cake for not showing up on time because <laughs> it's it's I'm usually just stumbling down the stairs, being like, oh, I just woke up. <laughs> so, if if only you could also automate it like Wallace and Gromit do, is you could just walk down the stairs and the hand will come out the wall and hold your hand hand you right. a hot cup of coffee or something. <laughs> that's right. That 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 is literally what I need. Ah, <laughs> uh, awesome. Cool. That's probably one thing. I've just got a little note that I was just I was mm. scribbling down through today. Um, I mean, I'm looking at, at my next real sort of blank canvas is my um, camper trailer. Uh, looking to smarten some of that stuff in there. I mean, I don't know if you guys have come across anybody who's really done much in the kind of the the mobile home RV camper trailer. Mm automotive side of things yeah um, definitely is um, i mean everything's starting to get smarter be able to report a lot of things to see a lot of integrations with you know you tell us the bmws and other manufacturers are doing their doing their thing but um you know it's it'd be interesting to see if somebody's got a mobile set up um in the in their sort of caravan rv yeah we, we've actually got two different types of we've, we've done a couple of these so i think they were actually almost back-to-back feel like Mm. If I remember, there was uh, one was Adam who has who he lives on a boat. Yep. Um, and and he kind of outfitted that. So him and his partner, uh, and and they were both pilots essentially. And you know, so they're sometimes mm. home, sometimes both of them are out, sometimes one of them is there. Um, so just to kind of adjust for a lot of that stuff. Um, and then another one was around a tiny home, mm-hmm. uh, which is essentially, I mean, it's it, it is essentially a. And an RV of sorts, right? Just yeah. less less mobile, I guess. Um, so there was that too, and uh, and he talked about you know kind of some of the challenges unique to both of those. Uh, like like each in each episode, we talked about kind of what are some of those challenges too, and how to overcome it, right? And mm. uh, so yeah, I mean, and 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 it's interesting, right? Because it's a very different take of automation yeah. there. Yeah. Sorry, There's Phil. also the um, the self-hosted podcast uh, we had Alex on, yeah, and uh, oh, yes. his co-host Chris, I believe from memory, uh, he also uh, has a RV that he either lives in or is in regularly, um, and he's running you know um, a lot of things you know Raspberry Pis in his RV, um, which have you know some form of self-hosted kit in there, so Home Assistant um, and all that. So definitely. Um, pod- 
probably check out that too, I think. Yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to see. I mean, a lot of the um, systems that you see, they're more geared towards, you know, bricks and mortar be fixed in, fixed in one place, mm-hmm. you know, and, and with uh, uh, an off-road touring setup that, that, that we've got and, and indeed in a couple of years we're looking to take a year off and do a lap for Australia, mm-hmm. um, it'd be nice. good to have some kind of monitoring of what's going on, especially if we are going to be pitching into a place, we'll leave the camera trailer one place and then go yep. out and do a four-wheel drive, maybe a night, yep. two nights away from there, but safe in the knowledge that our camera trailer is not going anywhere or the, the fridge is still cold or the batteries and the solar solar are still working. Yeah. So all that monitoring that for those um, for, for those things are pretty important to be able to um, you know keep, right. keep, keep a trip going. You know, you've always yeah. got to have cold yeah, beer. Because... There's people that, you know, Home Assistant uh, added a feature to allow your location of Home Assistant to update based on a GPS location Mm. because people are in this situation, right? They've got RVs where they might be, you know, in a different place, you know, a different state, you know, the next day, and all of a sudden their sunset and location times are different, right? Um, So now Home Assistant has the capability to, you know, once a day you can go and set my home location as these coordinates and then home assistant will adjust the the sun rising and all that state to where your mm-hmm. home is moved to yeah as i mean with um certainly with people having staycations i think look, there's going to be yeah. a, a, a feature set certainly that's going to be yeah. on a lot of people's minds i reckon so certainly is mine for sure yeah and it's it's also one of those things where you got to consider things like hey a cloud connected device pretty much will not work Mm-hmm. right unless uh unless you end up going with like starlink or something something crazy like that which isn't really even out yet right um yeah. it's still still kind of beta or whatever but it's you know it, it, it's still very challenging in some places to get connectivity so okay fine so how do you have, so you basically has to be 100 percent local for the most mm. part if you need it to work consistently everywhere yeah yeah, I mean, and, and and that's that was that's certainly the um, consideration that I've got. That you know, there's a lot yeah. of a lot of this country that's like has got not kind of anything um, there. So yeah, Starlink or satellite or the satellite phone is going to be your only way of talking to anybody. But um, you know, you don't want your home assistant chat, chatting chattering out or anything chattering out on and using very very expensive data plans on these things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, but uh, it, it's yeah, it's it, it's my next sort of major greenfield project. Um, I really should start finishing off all the things that are around the house first <laughs> before starting <laughs> right. something new. But I've got all this kit to use up. I need to use it somewhere, otherwise. <laughs> That's it. That's oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 interesting because you know even in some of the stuff that we talked about uh, on that on that episode, it's. You know, it's it's fine. We have these smart homes. Everything was wired. Everything was thin. Because then he's like, I don't know what the RF profile is going to look like when I wherever it is I'm I am right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so it's it's there, there's there's interesting considerations, right? So yeah, and and having just having that control over uh, what is talking, what is talking, where is is absolutely gold. I mean, um, I've got to start splitting up my network into um, different different VLANs and things like that. It's mm-hmm. all just one one thing at the moment being watched over by a ubiquity uh, USG, um, yeah. one, which, is the, which I think is probably the Unify have just pitched themselves perfectly hardware-wise, I think, for uh, what they're 
uh, what their offerings now, offerings are now and the feature set that they give. So you know, hats off to them. They've just done it exa- exactly right in my eyes. Um, yeah. So it's um, and it's it's nice and simple. You can either go very simple or you can go very complicated. It's, it's for for IT professionals or just the home user as well. So. Um, yeah. It's it's great. I mean, and I think it's all just feeding into the same thing that you know you know want a nice little point and click. And I think it's really coming of age now, having seen um, things starting to grow grow as I have been in the industry for twenty five years or so. Um, seeing what it has started out with and now what what it is, you can go down. Like I say, you can go down the local hardware store. Get a couple mm-hmm. of smart globes, and you know, away you go. You've got your own your own private disco thing going on that mm-hmm. sound reactive and everything. So, yeah. you know, whereas before that used to be a preserve of, you know, you had to go down to an AV specialist. You had to get a proper, you know, proper engineers in to do that. And now it's just as simple as screwing in a light bulb. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's it. it. Yeah, so it's it's um, yeah, certainly a learning curve, and you know, be, be doing IT support for as long as I have, I'm always had to go and talk to people and say, okay, well try this, try that. Have you looked at Humses and have you looked at this? I'm, I'm not, not fully beholden to the home system, but it's like sure. you know, people want, people want to go to home kit or whatever smart things, whatever they want to do then, you know, more, but the underlying principles are, are the same. It just, it's an education yeah. piece. So, um, yeah, I always yeah. have to do that. Always curious, you know, and when something, when something works, it's, it's great. Just, you know, you can flip, always flick a light on. It comes on and says, "Yeah, I made that happen. I programmed that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, a little bit of pride in there, right? Oh, just a bit, just a bit. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a whole lot else. So, I mean, anything, anything to wrap up, Luke? No, it's just uh, I've just been a long time. There's a lot of things. A long time lurker, first time, <laughs> first time talker. So, you sure, know, uh, it's. Uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, gentlemen. Um, and uh, long may long may it all continue. It's been, you know, it's, I've I've got a lot out of it, um, and talking to a lot of people that, you know, are slowly getting into going into this kind of thing. It's like I'm just going to check these check these guys out, to go and check out that, you know. And they yeah, come and yeah, say, it's yeah. given me, it's given me. It, people just go, oh, I just get a little bit too deep too quickly, um, and so let just go and get some ideas off these. Just start just start simple and. You know, and and go from there. And say, oh yeah, I listened to this, or I went on to that, and somebody helped me out, and now I've got this. And it's 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 great. It's great. Um, yeah, yeah the, the community around here is really good, right? Like mm, just mm. Ha- there's always we always said there's so many ways to skin a cat, and the home system community is just very glad to show you all those yeah. ways to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. And well, I've, I've certainly I try and put back in work put back in what I can but at the moment I'm still borrowing a lot of ideas so you know, apologies to those two the, the, those who I've <laughs> stolen ideas from but uh, <laughs> good stuff is coming back eventually that's right that's right well that's what it's about right so yeah. it's all about uh, you know sharing your ideas giving back and 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 also accepting ideas too right so yeah 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 definitely but, well thanks so much Luke for yeah. joining us on the show this is uh, definitely interesting to get your perspective on this too so Absolute pleasure, sirs. Absolute pleasure. Cheers. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers. Take care. If you want to share your home assistant journey or come on as a guest, reach out to us at feedback at haspodcast.io. That's H-A-S-S podcast.io.
The Home Assistant Podcast is hosted by Phil Hawthorne and myself, Rohan Karamandi. For links to topics that we discussed today, check out our show notes on haspodcast.io. Thank you.